Welcome to 2325 Fitness, a health and fitness podcast with your hosts Rafi Husseini and Talha Javed. In this episode, we talk about how you can start your own fitness journey, why setting goals is important for a fitness journey, how to set long-term and short-term goals, weightlifting versus cardio, and why everyone should build muscle. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back everyone to the third episode of 2325 Fit with your hosts Rafi Husseini and Talha Jawed. How are you doing Talha? I'm doing well. Uh, a little tired but I'm here. So yeah. 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 How's your day been? It's been productive. I still got a workout. I ran in the morning about a mile, over a mile, but good. That's good. I mean as long as you're doing something, right? That That's more important than doing nothing really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So just got to keep it going. That's my main thing is even if I get a little bit in and too tired, as long as it's not the full workout, it's where I'm like, hey, I'm just not going to work out at all. Get a little bit in. So, yeah. That's a, that's a very good point because, uh, I mean, what, what are we discussing here today, right? We're talking about how working out affects people's lives, why it's important. And the fact that you mentioned that, you know, you're trying to get something in rather than nothing. And I think that's what motivates certain people to even start. You know, like a lot of people are always confused as like, where can they start? How do they start? And I think the idea behind is that they always think that, oh, I need to hit like weights five days a week, cardio five days a week, just do everything. But in reality, you got to start small. So you start with, if you have your entire life, you've done nothing, you're just sedentary, you're just eating. And now you're starting to get into fitness, starting to work out, start with small things, start with things that you like. Uh, for example, walking. For a lot of people, 30, 40 minutes of walking every day does wonders. You know, it's like they don't even need as much cardio as they would think because now their body is not used to that and they're changing it. But you, for example, you said that you ran today a mile, you know, so hypothetically speaking, if you don't even work out, you're good for the day because you got that energy burning activity yeah. going on so i think it's very important to uh for people to realize that start small start anywhere a lot of times you can probably relate to this as well i've i've heard people i've heard cases where people well trainers get clients who are like so excited to go to the gym and they're like you know what we'll do five days a week and after the first week after the first two sessions actually they're like so fatigued and like exhausted and like sore that they're like okay you know what i can't do this anymore it it demotivates you. And on top of that, I think for me is I've seen a lot of people jump in by going crazy. And the bigger thing for me is long-term, like you get an injury and then you just set off for like a month. And then that's even more demotivating. It's just like, oh man, I was trying to get to, you know, get to this physical state of mind, this goal I had, but I just started off like crazy. Maybe you tore a ligament, something crazy. So exactly. Start off slow. Yeah. And the reason why it's very important for you to start off slow, because imagine a car, right? A car that's like just idle, not moving. The parts have been rusted. The engine's probably like got issues. You know, when you start, it's not going to start. So you're there's no way that you're going to like jumpstart it right away and like have it work. You know, it might work temporarily, but it'll have issues. So what you do, you start like lubricating the parts, start putting oil in it, start, you know, slow starting, moving it up. Same thing with your body. When someone's starting off, you don't go ahead and start like putting two plates, four plates on your bench press and being like, you know, I want to lift like that guy. You start making your body used to it. Like I said, walking, for example, right? And then you try to get some weights into it, slowly get, slowly get some excess into it. Start with body weight. You know, if you've never done a push-up in your life, we talk about push-ups in, in our previous episodes, like you've never done a push-up in your life, start with the push-up. You know, start with one push-up, two push-ups, start with the pull-ups, start with the basics. 
So you get to know where your body lacks. You know, you get to know what parts of your body you're using and how much can you push yourself. Now, that's what that's what I would say that to start at a place where it's comfortable for you and always try to push yourself from there. And it shouldn't be discouraging if you find yourself, you know, at a place where you're like, others are doing this and I'm not even halfway there yet. The body's like a really amazing thing where, you know, you learn how your body works, number one, how fast it repairs itself, the nutrition you're getting. Maybe you can eat better than others and repair faster and build more muscle or whatever. So whatever someone else you see is doing, you can do that much and more a lot faster. Once you learn your body and you, you know, take those small baby steps, just be consistent with it. Let's say if I can't bench press 225 today, I don't think that should be discouraging. The bigger thing should be those goals that we're going to talk about today. Starting off small, like you said, this car that doesn't start. If you don't let that car warm up, if you just start, you might bust something else in that car. So you got to start off slow, warm up. Uh, I'm not talking about everyday warm up. You should do that anyway. I'm talking about increments. Like today, do one push up, one push up the whole week. Like you said, the next week, try two or three. But working your way up, it shouldn't be discouraging if you can't do as much as someone else you see. And uh, one really good point you mentioned, you know, again, going back to the car example, and you also talked about injuries, is that warming up is like, of course, there's, there's a whole, like when you start working out, you have a warm up that you do for your workout. But the warm up that we're talking about is like your body to get used to and adapt to more pressure and more weight that you're going to put on it. You know, so you have to, you can't just go and start doing a bench press with the worst form possible because you're going to injure yourself. And if you're someone who's never stepped foot in the gym before, never worked out before and just starting to turn your life around, then try to do a push up, you know, try to understand your, your body weight and try to do a bench with just a barbell, get the form straight, you know, stabilize yourself. There's a lot that goes into working out. A lot of people don't realize that. And that's what I still have mentioned demotivates people because they think that, oh, that guy is doing it. Now, now the issue with one of the issues that I hear a lot, and I've, I've been through this myself is you don't know how long the person next to you has been working out. You know, you don't know how long they've been in this. You don't know. So the fact that you see that person lift two plates, three plates of bench press or like squat two plates or deadlift three plates, that did not happen overnight. And so like we both know that what it takes to get to that level is a whole different ballgame than what people see. You know, I used to just visualize like, man, that guy is like curling 60 pounds. I was like, can I ever do that? Can I do it right now? And it doesn't work because my body is just like not used to it. You know, I don't have the energy. I don't have that momentum. I don't have that, uh, that adaptation yet that mm -hmm. that guy has from like years and years of training. Yeah. A lot of it is also, uh, going back to another thing is building that foundation and base. Like you said, form matters a lot because if you have the correct form, you're working out the right muscle groups. If you're benching and like some people like arc the, well, there's a way to arc it back, but if you're starting to use your shoulders too much, you might injure your rotator cuff or other muscles that are not meant to be used for that heavy weight are getting implemented. It might injure those. And like I said, injuries again, but building that foundation with a good form and that good form builds good, dense muscle in a way for you to build on. It's just important to work on that rather than worrying about how heavy you're lifting or how much you can do in the long term. Anyone will tell you it's worth a lot more to start off the right way. This for a lot of people don't admit this, but, and I'm not embarrassed to admit this myself, is that when I went to the gym, I started off with just the barbell. I started off with just the 10 pound dumbbell. I started with just like the basics, you know, and in all honesty, forget like guys and, you know, I've seen a lot of females lift three times more than I was doing at that point. And I was just like, okay, you know what? 
of course I was embarrassed and I was like, come on, man, you know what? I gotta, I gotta get up there. But I realized that it's over time. I realized that they've been doing this for a really long time. And I just got here like what, one week ago. The only way you can build this is by setting your goals, you know, what your goals are. If you are really obese, if you're already lean, if you're like somewhere in between, find your goals. If you want to lose weight, sure, you, you go that route. You know, you start doing some weights, you start fixing your nutrition, start doing cardio. If you want to bulk up, build muscle, you know, you take that route. You eat more, you do less cardio. It's very important for you to set your goals because your goals are different from the person next to you. So for example, if your goal is just, which is probably 80, 90% of people is live a, a healthy and a fit lifestyle, you don't even have to do as much as the other people are doing. That's where it begins for you knowing what your goal is, what you want to achieve from your time in the gym or your time working out. Like you said, everybody's different with their goals. It could be like one person might have joint issues and they can't do like full on sprints, but rather just, you know, be on the bike instead, but get those same results meaning with cardio, burn this many calories a day through bike or swimming rather than running sprints. When you see the other guy running sprints, it might look cool to you, but your body can't handle it. So you have to kind of adapt in that sense. And once again, you're different from the other person. So And establish your goals in a way that is realistic. You know, your goal should be your own. Your goal should never, ever be mirrored or never, ever should be similar to the guy next to you. You know, I can't have the same goals of Toha because I, my body is my own. It's, it's different. Okay. Number one. Number two, I don't know how long Tal has been working out, so I can't really expect to have that goal either. And number three is that if I try to copy his goals, then I will disappoint myself if I'm not able to reach that level because in reality, those are not my fitness goals. Those are his fitness goals that I want to achieve for myself. So for you as someone who's starting off or someone who's even been in the gym for a while and now you have a new goal, you want to bulk up, compete, you want to cut down, get faster, See if that's something that you really want, not because I saw some fitness model on IG or some, some magazine or something. Those are just not going to work for you. You need to have realistic goals that are for yourself. But the other thing relating to goals, which is super important, is tracking almost everything you do. This could be like your weight this week compared to next week or every day, meaning your body weight, uh, how much you're lifting with dumbbells for certain exercise, how many sets and reps you're doing. The reason I say that is because sometimes you know, you forget to track what you're doing. So one week with bicep curls, you might be using 20 pound dumbbells. The next week you might be feeling lazy and you forgot what you did the last week, which was 20 pounds. You're like, man, these 20 pounds feel heavy. I can't do this. But in reality, last week it was easy for you because you had the energy and that motivation. So instead of building it up, you forget that 20 pounds. And now you're using 10 or 15 pounds when your body could have done more and been more efficient without writing it down. You forgot so track everything. This could be what you're eating every day with calories, how much protein, carbs, fats you get, uh, your weight every day, the amount of workout you're doing per day, how long it takes you to run a mile, try to beat that. Tracking is very essential with these goals. It mentally helps you know where you're at and try to beat whatever you did last time and just improve a lot more that way. Right. And it's very important, as I has mentioned, to track everything. Let's break down the difference between weightlifting and cardio, the most common question that a lot of people get is, should I do cardio or should I do weights or should I do both? The best answer for that is doing both. Cardio is an excellent, excellent tool when you want to lose weight, when you want to cut some body fat out, when you want to burn more calories. And weightlifting is an excellent tool when you want to build muscle, when you want to look really good, when you want your clothes to feel good. Most importantly, 
when you want your body to burn calories when it's resting. So your resting metabolic rate goes really high the more muscle you have in your body. Someone who's starting off in the fitness journey in the gym, they always have this notion that, okay, I want to lose weight. I'm going to do more cardio. I'm going to do more cardio. I'm going to spend every day on the treadmill, swimming, biking, whatever it is that you love to do for 40, 45 minutes. But they don't realize that while they lose their body fat, they also lose the muscle that they had. For example, strong men. Strong men, if you've ever seen the competition strong men, they are really, really big people. You know, they're not lean. They're not cut. They don't have six-pack abs. They're not your ideal model physique, but they are really strong. And that's because they eat that kind of food. And the power and the muscle that they have is something that you and I cannot imagine. It would take us forever to even get to that level. But the thing is, if you do cardio, you're the natural muscle that your body has, you will lose that as well if you do only cardio and you don't dial in your nutrition. And the role that weightlifting plays is, is the balance. When you do your cardio, you burn calories. When you keep your diet high in protein, and when you build the muscle and maintain the muscle that you have using weights, it's a balance that you need to lead a healthy lifestyle because that way your physique does not look weak. You don't have that many joint issues. You're not as tired. And the best part that we all want is your body's burning calories in a rested state. If you also, it depends on what kind of cardio, I guess you could say. If you look at some Olympic sprinters versus like these marathon runners, sprinters, you know, they do bursts and as fast as they can. So their muscles have a lot of tension whenever they're bursting and pushing off the ground. But uh, marathon runners, they have a steady pace. They're not pushing as hard as they can from start to finish. So marathon runners, if you look at their physique, they're very lean, super like you can almost see their bones. But sprinters, you might see that some of them actually have some muscle on them because that pressure that they're putting, they're 100%. It's like doing a leg press or like a squat. Uh, as you're running as hard as you can. So it's kind of like short bursts, but you're kind of putting more tension on your muscles. So it's a different kind of cardio if you think about it. Right, no, definitely. And one of the things you mentioned is that the simple example of a sprinter and marathon runner, right? Like the physique-wise, they're both in the sport of running, but a sprinter is, a, is built. Sprinter, him or her, they have a really good physique compared to a marathon runner because marathon runners, majority of them focus on like, getting a good mile they're more about that time they're more about that long run game you know versus sprinters they have to get that 100 meter quick and quick only happens when you have the strength because the faster you run the faster you do any workout the faster you move weights the faster you swim your body exhausts quicker and that's why you need to have the muscle so it preserves the energy that you have and allows you to have those bursts of sprints and bursts of energy you do success in whatever sport you're doing and then more stuff gets involved like quick twitch twitch muscles and i would say it doesn't relate fully to building muscle because you want that tear you want to go slow when you're doing some reps and workouts but in terms of running exactly what you said like you want to do as fast as possible and the faster you use something that you're more exerting your body that's like a very good example that you gave you know like between sprint and cardio of course now one thing it's very important to understand going back to the whole tracking aspect is that I've noticed, and this was me back then, maybe I'm now too, you know, at times, I'm, I'm fatigued, I'm tired, and I can't like even bench like 135, 145 as my warm up because, you know, my body doesn't have the energy. When I know that last week 
I was benching 155, 160 for five or seven reps. Now, what this does is I know that my body is capable of lifting more, but just because lifting 135, 125 is, a, is my comfort zone, I would love to stay in that. And that's what I see a lot of people in the gym doing is that they don't train with intensity and they don't train hard. Like people have been in the gym for years and then they're still wondering that, why is my physique not changing? It's because basic thing, your body has adapted to the weight that you've been working out over the years. And now you have to push yourself by increasing the weight or increasing the reps. And there are different ways to progressive overload. Without that, you are never going to be able to push yourself. And the only way you build muscle or you build physique, you build energy, you get in the best shape of your life is if you push yourself on a weekly basis. Could be an addition of five pounds or could be an addition of one extra rep. But if you're able to do that, you have to fight your mind. You have to fight your heart. And you have to do that. If you don't, then you're always going to be stuck in that comfort bubble. And then you'll be wondering that why am I not able to lift 155 pounds or 160 pounds on my bench when I've been working out for three straight years. And one good way to do that is uh, just have a workout partner. It could be a good friend of yours. That way, both of you, in a way, someone else remembers if you forgot what you did last week. And also, they can motivate and push you even more. Like, you know how you feel more comfortable when you're lifting weight, knowing if I drop this barbell back down, someone else is going to catch it. Rather than being alone, being afraid of, oh, if I drop this, I'm going to look like an idiot in the gym. I'm stuck. There's many, many benefits of uh, having a workout partner with you. you. You both just push each other and definitely improves a lot more more that way i have a question about are always wondering like when should i work out what's the best time for me to work out should i work out in the morning should i work out at night should i work out in the middle of the day there is really no set answer to that from my personal experience i worked out at 3 a.m i worked out at 6 a.m and i worked out at 6 p.m and all these times that i worked out i was my body was able to push as much as it could but one thing i would say is that again it goes back to the basic of choosing what works for you. If you have a lot of energy in the morning, if you can sacrifice that extra an hour, two hours of sleep and get to the gym, do that. If you have a lot of energy after work, you know, you can get your coffee and you can get your energy in after a tiring day, do that. If you're a guy on the weekends who wants to sleep in late or do or take time off during the day, go work out late at night at the 24-hour gyms. Do what works for you, but make sure that your energy levels are inclined with your goals because if you decide one random day that you want to wake up at 6 a.m or another random day you want to work out 3 a.m your body's not going to want to do that because at that point you're not giving your body enough rest and you're just not setting a schedule where your body wants to be in that rhythm of working out and getting the flow moving yeah so every day once you start doing that it just becomes a routine and i know a lot of people start noticing if let's say i worked out at 8 p.m every day for like a month and then all of a sudden one day something happens and I'm at home being lazy. Your body wants to go to the gym. It's just like ingrained for, you know, if you keep doing it consistently and it's a routine, your body automatically wants to go work out at that time every day. So once it's a routine, you should be good. Right. Again, there is no set time. There's no like recommended time. There's no like, you know, this is the best time to work out. It really what works for your body. You know, for the longest time, I was not a morning person. So I would go work out after work, 6, 7 p.m., be home by 8 p.m. and be done. Recently, with this whole pandemic, I switched my workouts to first thing in the morning when I wake up, you know, get it done. For me, some days, workout is like a chore, so I'm like, get it done, get it out of the way, and be done for the day. You know, there are certain days that I love working out. I enjoy the process, so I'm excited about it. But really, what works for you? Now, on, on the note of talking about energy levels and like sometimes working out, feeling a chore, 
you need to realize that this is a journey. This is a process. And any journey that you take in life, there are going to be ups and downs. So you can never, ever say that for yourself or for anyone else that, oh, that guy has like perfect 365 days a year. He's so happy to go work out in the gym. He is so excited. No, that is not true. There will be days that you will feel terrible. You will feel tired. You will feel like I don't want to do anything. But those days that you push yourself, those are the days that shows how disciplined and how much you want this. And this, again, from personal experience, me and Talha can also attest to this, that there are days for us that we don't even want to work out. Some day that I wake up, I'm like, man, I gotta. And for me personally, it's it's one of those days where it's mainly the big lifts, like deadlifts and chest. And I'm like, man, I don't have the energy, but I gotta do this. And then I have like this mental talk, mental uh, debate with myself, and then I just convince myself, you know what? I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do something. But surprisingly, when I start doing that something, when I start doing that first rep, the first set, my body's energized, and I just end up finishing the whole workout. And I feel like those are the days that kind of, you know, make the biggest differences because you're pushing your body to do something it doesn't want to do. For some reason, it's more of a shock to your body and just makes that much more of a difference. But going back to the point of having a workout partner, that's where they come into place as well. They push you because you both are not going to have the same mood every day. You might, but most of the times, you know, one of you will definitely want to work out and you motivate the other. Hey, man, let's just go today and knock this out. And then you, you go to the gym. So that's another benefit of it. But one thing I would definitely keep in mind is that having a workout partner has many benefits. You know, it motivates you. It's a support for you. In the gym, you know, you can go heavier, whatever it is. You know, it, it helps you a lot. But one thing I would definitely recommend that make a workout partner as a tool for you that you can rely on when it's needed. And do not make it part of your life. Meaning for, there will be times actually that your workout partner or you are not able to make it to the gym for whatever reason. That does shouldn't demotivate you to not go to the gym. Because that's, again, at the end of the day, you got to realize you're doing this for yourself. And if your workout partner is not able to make it, let's say he's not able to make it. But if you're able to go, you have to go and put in the work. Because at the end of the day, you got to think of it in a way that you're putting the work. It's got to benefit you. If you wait on a workout partner and you become like those people who don't go to the gym because they don't have a workout partner anymore, then those people are not really going anywhere. Neither is their workout partner, you know? It's just as much as you put in. You can't rely on anyone. Exactly. One thing you got to realize with weightlifting and cardio and the fitness goals is all of these that you do when you get into the gym, when you, put, when you step into the gym, all these convert into your long-term goals. You know, you may have a short-term goal of like a month, I want to lose 10 pounds, a month, I want to lose 15 pounds. But you will eventually realize if this is like, as you go through the process, you know, the right process, learning about diet, learning about working out, learning about cardio, learning about every aspect of it. Because in all honesty, there's no other way you can go about it without learning it yourself, without putting your body through different changes. There's no other way you can go about it. So you will realize that this eventually becomes a long-term goal. And by long-term goal, I mean, this eventually becomes like sort of like a life goal that's like part of your life at this moment. You will be working after the one month has passed. You know, you lost your 20 pounds. Now, what do you do? You can't just sit idle. Now you're in the maintain. Now you want to maintain that weight. You want to keep the weight off. So you continue to work out. And then suddenly you're motivated to drop another 10 pounds. So you know what? You're doing that. And eventually you will see that this is literally what you're doing. You know, there's really no end goal to it. At the same time, there's a long-term goal of leading a healthy and a fitness lifestyle. 
that when you get old, when you get to an age where your where your joints are no longer going to be supportive of you, your body no longer going to be supportive of you, you working out, you putting the work right now is going to benefit you back then. Yeah, agreed. It's very important to know that what your goals are, and what you and I would recommend that you know, of course, when you're in the gym, find a personal trainer. Whoever you're working with, you can reach out to me or Talha. My Instagram handle is Rafiusini. His is Talha Javed. And you can reach out to us on 2325FIT. And we're, we're more than happy to help you with the information. But whatever your goals are, you need to realize that you have to incorporate all aspects of it for you to have a successful, healthy lifestyle that you need to, you need to lead moving forward. Now, one thing I would really say and recommend for everyone listening to this is that eventually maybe not now maybe not in a month maybe not in six months you know six months too far but hopefully sooner than that eventually when you start your fitness journey everyone should have a goal of building muscle the end goal should be to build muscle because you need to realize that you need muscular strength for pretty much everything you do in life you lift grocery bags you build a shed you uh playing with your kids walking your dog running sprinting whatever it is you need the energy and the best part about building muscle is that i cannot emphasize as more is the fact that you burn calories at rest and that's literally what we want our entire life as human beings like to be able to eat whatever we want and at the same time not worry about gaining weight because your body's burning calories and the only way you can do that is when you emphasize on building muscle you don't have to build muscle like a bodybuilder you don't have to build muscle like an athlete but you have to build some muscle that allows you to lead a sustainable lifestyle without having to worry about doing cardio every single day and at the same time your weight is not going to go up and this relates to my personal experience as well a lot of these things that i'm speaking about is because i've gone through this myself there was a whole time frame maybe about a year and a half that i did not do a single ounce of cardio except for maybe walk 30 minutes a day and i lifted weights and my body weight was the same so that doesn't happen without building muscle. So build muscle, people build muscle and focus on building muscle as your end goal, in addition to leading a healthy and a fit lifestyle. Yeah, I wouldn't say that, like Ruffy said, you're not trying to build muscle to be a bodybuilder. What I think we mean by that is just everyone has muscle, number one, it's under any kind of body mass that you have. But what I think we mean by that is when you do these workouts, you're going to build muscle when you put effort into it, but it's burning fat at the same time. And you want to live that healthy lifestyle. Now, what do you mean by that? It's like having a healthy body. And, you know, you might measure your BMI and see that you're obese or overweight or something. And we don't, that's what we're referring to, I guess, is lowering that BMI to where, you know, you're more lean. And when you're more lean, that means you have that muscle to make, you know, function better and you have a little bit of a healthier lifestyle. You don't need to have shredded six pack or 10% body fat to lead a healthy lifestyle. An average male's body fat is about 12 to 15%, 12 to 18%, actually, which is considered healthy. And for females, I think it's about 16 to 18%, somewhere around that range, which is, considered, which is considered healthy. And in that kind of body fat, like a lot of people live in that body fat and they don't have, they don't have like shredded muscle, they don't have like cuts, but they're leading a healthy lifestyle, which is perfectly fine. Again, it goes on to your goal. If your goal is to get shredded, get lean muscle, drop that body fat. Put in the work and you'll get there. But if your goal is just to be able to lead a healthy lifestyle with no diseases, uh, no shortness of breath when you go up and down the stairs, no fatigue, having, having energy at all times, then just put in the work accordingly, track your diet, track your workouts, 
And at the end of the day, you will see that results will follow. The more harder you push yourself in the gym, the better your results are. And one key factor, recovery is the key. You put so much work in the gym that your body needs to rest. So prioritize your sleep, prioritize your water intake, your diet, and you will see your body do wonders by itself. Agreed. Well, hope you all learned from our, you know, somewhat experience that we've had. And I think we, me and Rafi have both gone through our experience of, you know, trying what works and what doesn't. So whatever we're saying, it works for us. And we've learned through what works for other people as well. Uh, just take what you can from it and kind of experiment whatever works for you, you know, keep that. If not, share with others and see if it works for them as well. But whatever works for you, hopefully what we said does. As Talha mentioned, we hope this episode benefits you and we would love to bring you more episodes. So please stay tuned. Follow us on 2325FIT and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to 2325Fitness. If you enjoyed the episode and you benefited from this episode, please follow us on Instagram. The handle is 2325 underscore fit. You can also send us emails with any questions that you may have at 2325.fit at gmail.com. That's the number 2325.fit at gmail.com. Thank you.